Every year, close to 200,000 students leave India to live the American dream. How is it like for a student to start their life in a new country? What does it take? Is it easy to stay away from your family and friends? How does one go about building their life? What does it take to succeed? In today's podcast, we discuss the lives of three different people. We discuss their initial days, the process of finding a job, and we understand what it takes to create a life in the United States. And for today's discussion, we have two very special guests with us. Ganpati and Nishal have been our closest friends since our time together in engineering in Bangalore. And a few years ago, them, along with Sachin, decided to head out to the US for the higher studies. And I must say, it was difficult to say goodbye to them. I'm glad to say that today's topic presented us with the perfect opportunity to get them on the podcast. Ganpati currently stays in Pennsylvania, Nishal in Michigan, and Sachin, as you guys know, lives in North Carolina. So Sachin, bro, if you can do the honors. Ganpati and Nishal, welcome to Keeping It Simple. We're so excited to have you guys here. Thanks, bro. Thanks, Sachin. I'm happy <laughs> we, we go back a long way. So I'm happy we can do this for you guys. Me? Well, uh, yeah, dude. Coffee with Karan didn't work out. Uh, next best thing was keeping it simple. So let's just keep it simple. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 Guys, so the uh, first thing I wanted to ask you guys was, I know it's been quite a lot of time since you've gone to the US. So how long has it been for you guys in the US? Uh, so for me, it's been uh, close to five years now. I left in 2015. Now it's almost 2020. Uh, quite the journey it's been. We went through a, I, or rather, I personally uh, went through a election cycle, a pandemic, uh, a great economy, and then almost a depression now. Wow. So I left in the August of 2016. So it's almost three and a half years. Uh, first lived in Michigan, then in Illinois. Uh, moved to Virginia for a bit, and right now I'm in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I've I, I left uh, Bangalore uh, 2017, pretty much. Yeah, and yeah, been here since. Um, just been in Michigan for the most part. Uh, yeah. So, Maja, we'll start with the initial days, right? So, Nishal, uh, let's start with you. Like, was there a moment for you when? Like you knew that you had to maybe go abroad and do your higher studies. Was there a moment like that for you? Was there any moment or clarity? I know this sounds very stereotypical, if that's a word. But um, essentially, it's, it's a case of where... Um, so in my in my previous job where I was working as a research assistant, um, I was working there for a while. And then I, I knew that, okay, there were things more that I needed to learn, that I wanted to learn about. And... Uh, I was speaking to my uh, professor who was suggesting that, well, maybe like doing a, a master's program or a graduate program is um, something that you would be interested in. And so that seemed like the next um, phase. And that's sort of how I picked up on wanting to come out here for a graduate degree. And Ganpat, for you? So for me, it, it obviously was a more long, drawn-out process, right? Um, I wasn't really... Somebody who took to engineering uh, wasn't really comfortable doing that for like four years straight. So I obviously had like a lot of distractions, a lot of different career options that I wanted to pursue. And um, so, you know, I, I still remember actually hearing a couple of my peers in my engineering school talk about actually leaving 
uh, to the US. And this was in the fourth year. And that's the first time I, I even you know told myself that that could potentially be an option. Because up until that point, I, I just, you know, it, it, a lot of people are aware it's somewhere at the back of their minds. But for me, it was not an option at all. But at that point, I was like, huh, maybe, like, you know, if everything else fails and everything else did fail. So um, over the next two years, went through, you know, ups and downs. And I think Achu was a big part of that. Um, so at some point in there, I said, you know, maybe this is something that was even worth a shot. So, you know, the typical process is to write the GRE. So I just took a, you know, a month off, just prepped for it and gave, gave my test. Um, did fairly well on that. So the next logical thing to do was to just apply to universities. I did that, still not convinced at all that I would actually be leaving uh, to the United States. I think when I actually got into one of the universities, surprisingly, that's when I actually told myself that this could actually happen. Right, right. Your journey, I was very close to you. I was very close to that whole yeah, time with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll get to that later. Sure. And Sachin, I know we've discussed this uh, before, like, but can you also for the listeners, how how did this whole thing happen for you? Uh, for me, I just wanted to try something different uh, in the engineering field. I didn't feel very convinced uh, about the education that I received. Uh, I thought there was more to it. And I felt somewhere in me, I felt that... Uh, this is something that, you know, I wanted to pursue and get into a little bit more. Um, and, uh, you know, it just transpired to be the way it did. Uh, and, you know, looking back, I think it was probably one of the best decisions I could have made. Awesome. 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 So, Ganpat, like, I want to start with you on this. Uh, since I think uh, uh, you were pretty confused about the whole thing at the start and all that. So, I just wanted to know how the whole scene was. How was it, you know... Uh, discussing all that with your family and, you know, even with us. And how was that whole time for you, uh, that whole process of leaving India? It was surreal to say the least. It was just that, so I, you know, like before I answer that question, I would like to describe my relationship with my time in India as like in general, right? It's not specifically focused on anything, but just in general, it was like a, like a toxic relationship. Like, you know, it's, it's, there, there are good parts to it, but overall it just felt like I was being smothered for some reason. And I didn't feel that I, I would never define that like that if I was still in India, but coming here for some reason felt like I could actually breathe, right? I could feel comfortable in my own skin, even without doing anything for that matter. Like I didn't, I wasn't defined by the things that I do. I could just be anybody. So, like, looking back from that point, I felt like, okay, that's that's how I was, right? Um, very, like, limited. And it wasn't like people limited me, but it was just the outlook and everything else. Like, I wouldn't hold anything against anybody except myself. It's just that I felt like I was in, like, a certain spot and I couldn't get myself out of that. So that's, that's how I, I would think about, you know, my time in India. Now, coming to talking about it, right, uh, with my parents, like, they were actually glad because, uh, I, you know, I, I hit a point where I came across so strongly to them, um, almost rebellious without a cause, right, saying, no, I'm going to do everything that I want to do, which sort of, for some reason, didn't align with what they wanted me to do. And this was something that I always told them is just like plan B. I never even told them that this could potentially happen because I didn't want them to get their hopes up. So when it actually happened and I made peace with it and I told them, so I think they were rather happy. 
But having said that, the bigger part was to, you know, do that with everybody around me and, and Achu because we work closely, you know, telling you that itself was like, oh man, that was probably the hardest part of it. Um, <laughs> but I also knew that the space we were in at that point, it just felt like it just wouldn't change. It felt like I'd been there for a long time and and if I really wanted to give that a proper shot, I should, you know, sort of have the metal to continue doing that for a little more period of time, which back then I just didn't have the fight. And I ju- just didn't think, uh, you know, I could I could just go on being the way and being in that space that I was in. Uh, so I think, you know, you sort of reacted very positively to it. Like it wasn't, you know, it, it was, uh, it was uneasy, I would say. But I think you you gave me like a positive sort of reinforcement. And then obviously it was just, Everything else was happening. My sister was my sister got married the same year, and then she also I realized would leave at some point in time. And half of my, our friends had already left, so it just felt like you know uh, a lot of things had just fallen into place, and I had to also like you know follow what I wanted to do at that point in time. For me, it was a little bit more um, difficult, I should say. Initially, I was all excited because, uh, like Ganpati, I felt. You know, I'm walking towards uh, some form of freedom, right? Uh, but, you know, as the D-Day started getting closer, I also realized the uh, the important stuff that I'd be leaving behind, which was, you know, all of y'all. Uh, and that in itself was something that I had to deal with uh, in a very hard way. Uh, and that that kind of, um, you know, it, it, it set the tone for me when I first got here, uh, where wherein, you know, I had to find my bearing in one way or the other. I had to find a support system, something similar to what I had over there with you guys. And that in itself was uh, quite the journey. So, you know, moving was hard, but although, you know, I was looking forward to it, it still was a difficult process for me. Right, 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 right. So that's what, no? Okay, difficult process. So I I want to get into that too. So what were the kind of things... uh, you guys had to set up, you know, before uh, uh, you guys left here. You know, uh, you guys can get a little technical also, you know, if, uh, to our listeners, you can help them out, you know, if they're planning to, you know, head abroad. So what were the kind of things, you know, that were a little challenging to set up or, you know, were maybe exciting or whatnot. So uh, can you guys, guys talk about the process actually of leaving? So for me, the whole process started once I decided. So uh, as soon as I decided that, you know, this is what I'm going to go for, um, I should say that I was vacillating quite a bit. You know, I was uh, still weighing out the pros and cons during the process of going through it. Uh, So I just, you know, just as Ganpati said, I went ahead, uh, wrote both the exams that I was supposed to, which is GRE and uh, TOEFL. Uh, And once the results came, I was still quite slow in getting through. Um, You know, there was the process of uh, writing an appropriate statement of purpose um, getting the uh, letter of recommendations and then going forth from there. Uh, also, as Nistel mentioned, uh, selecting a university uh, was also at the forefront because, uh, you know, you've never been to a completely different country. So you have to rely on all sorts of information that you get over the web to figure out, you know, what would best suit you. Um, and that involves quite a bit of research and reading. Uh, and somehow, you know, I narrowed down on California and University of Southern California, uh, and that's where I wanted to be. And it turns out it worked out for me. Um, but but it was just not 
that you know there was also the process of uh, getting a visa uh, and then you know figuring out a place to stay you do have a diaspora of people out here who do help you so you know all the different facebook groups or um, you know even university links university oriented uh, supervisors who help you figure out what is appropriate for you uh, also helped me quite a bit in figuring out where i wanted to stay and how i wanted to go about it right 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 bro i want to ask you guys this so for me this whole step of you know leaving the country right uh, the basic fact here is you're pushing yourself like way out of your comfort zone right and that has always been something of like that's so challenging for anyone so once you guys first like reached there like can you talk about how that whole thing was like that whole new uh, environment and you know meeting new people and suddenly in a new place you know how was that whole how was that whole thing for you guys bro ganpur if you can start off sure yeah so i think initially moving to the us right it was i for some reason knew i'd be safe like i knew i'd do well there was some sort of like confidence with regards to uh, finding all the essential pieces that you need around you right it, it never i never feared it but for me it was all about that fresh start right uh, so i was actually excited about it meeting new people from different parts of india because i uh, i sort of knew that you know there would be a good chunk of you know american students who i'd be interacting with but a bulk of that was also interacting with students from different parts of india um, in spite of bangalore being such a big metropolitan city i'd only met people from certain regions of india uh but i was actually excited to do that and and you know it was a big part of the first you know 3 4 months at least like getting to meet these people from different walks of life um eating different kinds of food uh cooking for yourself which you know all of those things were something i actually looked forward to doing so it was a very positive feeling for me i actually came to the us like one month in advance my classes were starting um in the first week of september i got here in the first week of august that one month was the best one month of my entire life till this day because i didn't have a care in the world i had complete complete control over my spending and i could just you know do whatever at any point in the day i had like seniors friends that i just made who take me out without you know me spending a dime they just be like you know hop on board they take me to all these fancy places i hadn't seen the seen the united states but they just take me places it was amazing right i i'd wake up go for a run come back eat wasn't really forced to do any sort of work so yeah that was blissful uh, i don't know if i answered your question but i think that's how i'd sum that one month up <laughs> you did bro because uh, i just want to let the listeners know like i expected this answer from you because ganpati has always been the kind of guy i think all of you nishchal and sachin will agree that uh, he's always been uh, very out there and uh, i've always been a very shy person and i used to hang out with ganpati a lot and his his thing always was to push me out of my comfort zone when i really didn't want to and he'd put me in embarrassing situations constantly just because he knew it would irritate me and like i totally and i totally and i totally get this like he he was in his territory but bro sachin i think you were a little more like me so how was it for you was it daunting for you uh, it definitely was and um, the memory was quite fresh for me uh, i think compared to uh, ganpati and nischal uh i left quite soon um after our engineering 
And uh, for me, the memory was quite fresh. The whole uh, experiences that we all shared with each other was quite fresh. And uh, thankfully, uh, you know, I came across some really wonderful people, quite helped me settle in uh, and find my bearing over here as well. Um, and like Ganpati, I did meet quite a few people uh, from different parts of the country. Um, but, you know, I also met different parts, uh, I, but I also met people from different parts of the world. And that for me was uh, uh, quite the revelation because, you know, I, I met Eastern Europeans, I met Western Europeans, I met people from Central Africa. Uh, and there was an inherent connection that I could make with all of these people. Although, you know, we all look different, we speak different languages, uh, we could still come to some form of uh, some form of a common ground. And that for me was just so fascinating. And I just realized that, you know, irrespective of how people look, what people do, they all, uh, you know, at the end of the day, everyone wants the same thing. Right, right. Makes so much sense, bro. Because even in my experience, when I've been like, you know, afraid to go somewhere because of, you know, maybe there's, there's new people there who have never spoken to or whatnot. Eventually, once you're there, you somehow understand, you see the similarities and you get comfortable, right? Macha, for you guys, was there any particular skill maybe that was really useful for you guys in the US? Something that you guys learned or did here in India that was very useful for you guys back there? Curiosity. <laughs> okay. The, the couple of things. Like one is people are curious about things. They want to understand. They want to. It's not like, oh, you told me, I'll believe you. Like, like sort of questioning, why am I doing this? Why is this the best way? How is it? How else can I do it? Um, things like that. The second part is like valuing uh, opinions. Like as simple as like if you're in a lecture and um, you're asked a question, the expectation is not that you give the correct answer. The expectation is that you give something, some answer. You don't have to be correct, but at least attempt. Think about why why, why something would be a certain way, sort of. Um, and that part is something that, I feel is what makes the education here a little different. And in terms of how do you prep for that? Well, just be uh, receptive to that. Like, don't shy away from it. Like, yeah, I get it. Like, you have people who are introverts, but uh, you're here to learn. So embarrassing yourself in a classroom is way better than embarrassing yourself in, a, in like a corporate situation where you're answerable and possibly lives are at stake, right? Um, the training wheels come off at that point, right? So... Um, a classroom setting is always the best place to, to to learn the most and absorb as much as you can. I would say, like, don't pick up something because you assume that down the road it will pay you dividends. Like, do something because you're passionate about wanting to do that right now. Right, right. Makes sense, bro. Yeah, Ganpur. Yeah, so I, you know, from my experience, I would split, actually, the question into, like, two, you know, tiny parts. The, the first one is the schooling system in America, right? And the second is corporate America. And for each of those, like I have one thing or one certain skill that that I, uh, I've, you know, has paid me like good dividends. Uh, the, the first one is to show intent. And that's in the academic setting, right? Uh, because especially coming from India, I would really struggle to show intent because it's not something that's appreciated in India. Like you need to not just show intent, you need to have the skill, you need to be like, you know, good at so many things to be awarded and rewarded for, you know, whatever you want to be doing. 
but i think here they respect the fact that you are, you are even showing intent a big part of you know getting the job is to tell them that i need the job for you to even show up like dress up show up and to and for you to go out there and tell them that look give me this opportunity and i'll make sure that you know i do it to the best of my ability that's 50% already then the next next 50% can be divided among a host of different things but that is one thing that i was really surprised about and i, I actually for some reason just you know took it for granted once i came here and i started doing it and that actually you know worked well for me the second thing is corporate america right in corporate america it's all about selling your self like you need to be able to sell yourself from the first job that you take and also in the job that you're doing to you know wherever your career takes you i think doing the job getting the job done is one thing but you also need to be able to communicate what you've done and only then will people appreciate that you know what you can contribute those are two uh, two things that you know really worked for me wow okay and bro sachin you i don't think i can contribute much to um this because i think ganpati and nishchal have covered most of what was in my mind but one other thing that um you know i learned is the willingness to question yourself as well you know question the basis of uh, the assumptions that you have uh that's something that i've learned to do over time uh again you know because you do come across different cultures you do come across different ways of uh living uh you tend to have to question yourself you know why am i doing this you know is this is this what makes sense in the long term is this what makes sense for me um so there is a sense of individualism which is a little bit more prominent over here compared to what it was uh back home for me okay 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 maja so now i want to like get into myths like going around here back in india right about you know how foreigners are and maybe how indians are treated and you know what not like i wanted you guys to maybe if you guys have any interesting you know experiences you guys have had maybe with uh, with your friends who are from different countries and all that so that you know we can maybe clear out some of the myths or you know uh, put some more light into it um in terms of um myths i mean i again did not have um any stereotype in my mind when i first landed um i was quite surprised to see the um the vastness and the immensity of things around me i mean cars were bigger buildings were bigger roads were bigger that was something that uh, i still remember to this day you know when i first landed at uh, lax which is the airport at uh, los angeles and when i walked out everything was so massive people were bigger i mean everything was just so big and i felt so so tiny you know i felt so minuscule uh, compared to the ambiance around me and for me that was something that took a while to uh get used to i should say uh but in terms of stereotypes i don't know i mean uh i did i did make quite a lot of friends from outside of uh the usual suspects uh you know i had a lot of friends in fact my first friend was a guy from switzerland and we shared the passion for cycling and uh a funny story he had this you know aero uh, road bike and i had this bulky cycle that i first got when i got here um and you know i was quite proud of it because it was shiny and new and i spent quite a bit for it i just didn't realize that the one that my friend had was a little bit more expensive and a lot less lighter and uh, we you know decided to go on a on a cycle ride to the beach 
And oh my gosh, by the end of it, my leg was rubber and I couldn't move my ass. It was just one of the best experiences uh, of my life. But it also was one of the most tiring experiences that I had. But it also taught me about the people as well. You know, uh, he was just so open minded. He just took me around. He showed me the place. And I was just so happy you know, to be a part of that. Right, right, right. I think Nishal wanted to say something. Yeah, I mean, for me, okay, in terms of like stereotypes and myths and stuff, right? Uh, there were a couple that were true, a couple that were completely false. Like for me, with with interacting with people from different countries, right? So there's a stereotype that, you know, folk from China work a lot. Like, like the Asian community works a lot. Like that's a weird stereotype that goes around. And it's kind of true that I've seen that a lot. Um, I'm not that I'm not saying that to put down any other um, uh, anybody else, but uh, in terms of just that being like this stereotype, right? And I've seen my lab mates like they would like day in day out and um, just total commitment to the, the research that they were doing, and that was something that was yeah that that would that would even drive me to you know strive and do better in in my research as well. Um, the other thing that I loved a lot is um, I had um, other lab mates and friends who were from uh, the Middle East. Uh, and it was so cool to know that we had so many um, commonalities in terms of like culture and um, dishes uh, and uh, a lot of different things. Like, and funny stories were like when we used to, they, I mean, I had, a number of them have seen like Bollywood films and I remember when they would tell me like, uh, yeah, Shah Rukh Khan. I thought, and it's not just Shah Rukh Khan. They've they've seen films like from like the Devan and Dera, which even I haven't even seen. Like, and and they were like, yeah, these guys are like pretty famous in Iran. And I was like, oh, okay, cool, wow, okay, who knew? Um, and yeah, that's just been like, uh, it's amazing to like learn and like meet these people, right, and get to know them essentially. Uh, with in terms of like one um, thing that I would say was a myth or I don't know if you can call it a myth. I don't even know what you have to call it. But like this whole thought of where people are like, oh, like everything in the U.S. is just like awesome. Like there is like every, every <laughs> like it's like the best place on earth type. Uh, but I mean, sure. Yeah, there's there's a lot of things that um, are great about the U.S. Like, But it's equally true that much like any country, it has its own fair shares of things that, you know, they work on issues that they have. Um, and that's true of any place in the world, right? So uh, that was a realization that sort of sank in um, pretty soon after getting here that, you know, that whole setup where everybody's like, oh, everything here is like perfect. Like, no, it's not. I, I wouldn't, at least I wouldn't perceive it that way. But um there's a lot that is very different from different places. So the, that's something that I'll definitely agree on. So, I mean, and again, all of this is my experience. So it can be completely different for different people. So Your perspective has always been very unique. So we get that. <laughs> okay. Uh, Maja Ganpad, you had like one extra month, like you said. So I'm sure you have some crazy stories. Come on, tell us. So, no, not necessarily in that in that one month, right? He's up to some shady stuff. I know that. <laughs> no, no. So, thinking back when I was in India, uh, if I heard stereotypes about America, they'd usually be around the fact that you know everybody's rich, uh, everybody's overweight, 
life's really easy and you know they have really tiny families everybody's getting divorced or you know everybody else is having sex with everybody else like that's that's what you you've heard at least in the true stereotype sense uh, they call stereotype for the reason that you know they would not necessarily be true but yeah uh, uh, you know obesity is a problem in the us uh, when i came in i did see a lot of people who were overweight but you know you have a big chunk of the population who takes uh, working out exercising eating right very seriously uh they almost follow it religiously so that was good to see uh hey ganpur sorry to cut in so like quick question like so you 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 mentioned about how like like the first time you landed and you see uh people from america like did it did it also did you also have the sense of where oh my god they they're like gigantic over me like i i mean i i do not want to mess with them like i i i feel that sense of i felt that sense of sense of intimidation because they're so built okay and their their stature is like so i'm what like 5 feet something and like most of the people that i had seen was like 6 feet and above and i was like okay all of them are like towering did that ever happen to you so i i don't want to take this conversation to a dark place but it it's something i really had to grapple with right not initially initially like look i'm i've always been like a really lean dude but i've been tall and in india that's i'm 6 feet and that takes you a long way uh, and initially when i came in you know you you'd see people who are bigger but it never intimidated me right what like when i actually had a real issue with, with that was when i would go clubbing so michigan has like a lot of like designated like places where you can go clubbing uh, you know it's like almost like a strip district like like we have here in pittsburgh uh, which was basically either royal oak or it could be an arbor those are the two locations and an arbor was fine because those were mostly students um sometimes we, you you know come across these athletes who are so much bigger it was intimidating because you're in a in a setting where it's 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 a club right uh, and and everybody is like you know eyeballing everybody else there're like a lot of attractive women around so it's almost intimidating in that sense but you know royal oak is where i actually think it got to a point where it was actually really serious because you'd see these really big big dudes who work out it, it's almost like that's all they do um you know a lot later in life i realized that women also stereotype men as oh you're so uninteresting all you do is you know your job and you know you go to the gym like five times a week but i didn't know that back then and it was very intimidating for me to be in a clubbing situation where i'm 6 feet really really tiny dude and there's everybody else who's so massive and so bulky uh, so yeah definitely to answer your question it was intimidating at, at some point in time um yeah uh no no stories are going to see the thing is like th- that's what i'm saying right it's it's just that how you interact with them first up keeping these stereo- stereotypes in the some some corner of your head because you don't want to go by them but even dating and even families like it's it's just refreshing to see that because in india when you're a kid and you're trying to be rebellious you're saying oh my god like you know in the us everybody's so independent they've moved out out of their houses when they're 18 and that's that's a typical you know american family but you come here and see there's somebody who's 26 years old 28 years old older than i am living with their families families the first thing like every uh, every holiday they just have standing instructions to spend time with their families they're so well knit right like i don't know why we don't see that side of america uh, especially when when you're in india so that, that it was like a breath of fresh air but i was also pleasantly surprised by it okay so so when you mentioned about the interesting story i think there was this one time where um, 
so me and a bunch of friends were going to this club and this one friend of mine walks up to um these bunch of girls there and uh, so this dude's indian and uh, and he goes up to these girls and for some reason uh, she she was like sorry i don't uh, i don't do something men middle eastern men or something like that and this guy's like wait wait you you you're putting me in the wrong bucket like i'm in a different bucket but i don't know that was that was like hilarious the first time that happened but i mean beyond a certain point i think it's it's more about um how you approach people um now that might just be one random college kid you know for for all you know but um for the most part most people that you interact with are courteous and um are not like all oh you know what the hell who are you types like a lot of where uh, we get our stereotypes from is it's very probably from the media that we consume like can be movies it can be stuff that we read or like uh shows that we watch and things like that i think that sort of paints a picture like i've actually literally met people here as well where they their the resumption of what india is today as well is the land of snake charmers or something like that and i'm like whoa bro like we've uh, we've gone way past that at least you know in an urban setting yeah we we're pretty much on par with any global city so um and i, I, I yeah I've, i've taken the chance to sort of you know um set the record straight or like educate some people about your culture or your like, where you come from and things like that so but and and in a lot of them are very curious to know as well so that's equally true yeah sachin you want to say something i think it goes down to this when you mean your initial question was about uh intimidation right the intimidations that we faced when we got here and uh, you know um all of us went into the physical nature of things but i'm going to you know shift gears and also talk about how when we have stereotypes uh and we we i mean stereotypes is essential that's the only way you can navigate around your surroundings otherwise you wouldn't know what to expect from where uh and that i think is a scary situation but it gets even a little bit more scarier when you realize that uh, the people around you as nishchal mentioned have stereotypes about you as well it comes down to this whether you believe in the stereotypes that people have around, about you and whether you believe in the stereotypes you have about the people around you so when you break that down and when you try to know people on a very personal basis at least the people around you i think that kind of shifts uh, that aspect of intimidation away got it got it so i want to ask you i think this is an interesting question um did you guys have a moment uh, maybe if you guys can recollect when you guys knew that you know hey like i'm feeling at home and like was there a moment like that where you were suddenly very comfortable and finally the city the new city you were in has become your home did you guys have any such moment or how did you guys ease into that how did that happen truly honestly if i was to like have an honest honest conversation i wouldn't say that i do feel at home cuz um i don't know dude like i can i can point at one thing and say okay this is why i don't think of this place as home but it's not to say that i hate being here or i hate the people here or anything to do with anything or any of that right it's it's just a it's just my personal opinion and i feel like i'm i might always always feel that way where to me home would always be bangalore like i don't know what has to happen for that to change but yeah i'm i'm still in that place where to me home is home is still bangalore <laughs> um but as far as your question going of 
what do you do i mean at what point do you start feeling comfortable maybe i can if i was to like change a question to what makes you feel comfortable at where you are i think i think it's about um, it's the same about any place that you move to right like um the things that make you feel um you know chill about that place is just about the company that you make and knowing that okay you know all of this is sort of taken care of type situation where or at least you are in a position where you are able to take care of things so at that point is where com- comfort sort of sets in i think for me um i did get a lot familiar with the place that uh, i was at um you know different places different times uh, and different people and then and uh, you know i second nistel's opinion people make the place uh, what it is and people make the difference people that you surround yourself with uh, at one point la kind of became uh, much more familiar to me than bangalore uh, probably because i exposed myself to different aspects of life out there and uh, you know the friends that i had uh, over time became a lot more closer to me uh and you know i had fun so that i think was the point where i realized that you know this was home this was familiar for me and then that shifted and then i had to move to michigan although it was quite a uh, brief a stay uh the very aspect of having ganpati around was so comfortable that uh, that too seemed really familiar for me after a point uh and then life at san jose was uh, a completely different uh, you know completely different experience again um that was sort of like living in bangalore in a way because i was around uh, i was around bangaloreans at that point uh you know we used to speak kannada at home and because of that my kannada improved quite a bit uh but it did, did it did give me a sense of familiarity uh at times i did miss home but you know life goes on and it's about it's about what you fill your mind with it's all about the different exposure and different experiences that you have and all of those become your defaults and you go on from there i guess yeah in the same vein right uh, for me home is a feeling so sometimes you know i could when the day is good it's it's been a great day you've gone out you've you've done everything you wanted to do and you come back and, and this does feel like home but the moment things change and you're having a really bad day i'm like craving for home which is for some reason so far away right so i i don't really have like you know one standard for me it's just i feel like what we call home is is a feeling and if you're feeling like it you're just at home you could be anywhere a place that you're not familiar with at all a place you've lived for like x amount of years um but when you're having a bad day you just want to you know you're just like oh i hope my mom and dad could be around and i can just be like you know i don't want to cook today i don't want to do anything i don't want to be an adult uh you know if you guys can take care of my needs i'm just going to like sleep all day and just relax for a little bit so you know that's how i would define home although i i just don't call bangalore home anymore like tomorrow if i have to move back to bangalore yeah like that will be that will be it and i think you know when you feel like your your life has meaning and you're doing what you're wanting to do that feels very settling and that feels like home like to add to what uh, kanpa just said like so there was this one time uh, where um, i was in a hospital and uh, pretty much by myself like yeah sure i had uh, i had you know friends here and stuff like that but uh, for that briefest of moments when i was by myself at the hospital i was like you know what 
does it really make sense for me to be chasing the things that I want to chase? Um, and what am I sort of giving up, like be, being able to do that? And that thought sort of hits you. And, and for different people, it might hit you at different different things might bring up that thought in your minds, but like, just the, like, like I said, like if at that point, if I was, I could just snap a finger and be back in Bangalore and then after whatever, sometimes snap a finger and be back at, um, at Michigan. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'd be totally down for something like that. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, what Nishal said makes more sense. You know, it is, it is about, um, uh, you know, our experiences shape us, um, I think it it differs. It differs from people to people. And uh, I feel quite comfortable. You know, it's become like home for me over here, one way or the other. I don't know if it's the people or whether it's just the experiences or the familiarity of the place or the activities that I involve myself in. But, um, you know, I just try to expose myself to quite a bit. uh, And I think that sort of helped me, I should say. Yeah, so even I think, bro, like it's a mixture of, um, a whole lot of things uh, even my experience too and uh, uh, I think uh, I think f- for me it always starts off with people you familiarize with certain people and after that everything else comes in uh, you guys agree I think it starts off with people right like I think that's how it happens yeah it has to happen like that yes yes definitely I think it's the people that makes the difference uh, see Nistel for instance when Nistel was telling that you know he felt quite alone when he was at the hospital um, I've had situations where you know uh, it does get a little isolating, but uh, you know I was fortunate enough to have people around me who made me feel uh, comfortable, who made me feel at home, and uh, I should say, I mean, those people make it easy for me. You know, they I always I always had a fallback option. I always thought that they were my fallback. It probably was not true, but you know, at least I went by the assumption of that. I should say. And it was quite true, too, in, in real life, too, when uh, things are really hard and, and uh, you know, I had to fall around a bit and uh, work things out. They really supported me and that gave me the sense of home with them. There's, there's one more part. Like, I think uh, part, of, uh, part of why a lot of people might not feel home is, is sort of like the transient nature of life here in some sense. Like, the, the fact that Oh, okay. You're always in this sense of like hustling, right? Like, so let's say if if you if you're somebody like us, like who who come here to to um to get through graduate school and then maybe work for a while and things like that, right? So that whole sense of like your life just first of all you've been from a place where you already have like a support system and then you uproot yourself and then plant yourself in in a place where for the most part you don't know anybody, right? And you start from building everything up from scratch. And then for all you know, you you probably go off on a co-op or like a, an internship where again, you're uprooting yourself and again, you're putting yourself, have to start from scratch to like get to know different people. Um, and then you graduate, you start looking for a job, you get to a different place and the odds are you're, the place you work at is again a completely different place. So you're going through that entire cycle again of where you know, scout for a home, look up, you know, if, if that place is like, you know, safe and all of that stuff. And then see if you know anybody there. If you don't know, then start figuring out ways to like get to know new people. And that just that the sense of like, oh, okay, like how many people in my life are like a constant, like sure, you have technology and stuff to like um, help you keep in touch with people. But like, it just doesn't feel like the the same of where, you know, like 
yeah, the, it's always in the state of flux, essentially, right? Like everything just seems too transient. I think probably Ganpati and I might have had a different experience. I don't know. I'm asking Ganpati. See, from my perspective, it's like I. It's not really a choice, right? It isn't really something I have forced myself into doing because you can only force yourself a certain bit and because it's in my nature i don't know what it's like to be on the other side right like i i do i miss india i miss india like like maybe you know when things are down when the chips are down yeah you're like oh okay there were like bits and pieces that you actually you know missed but do i miss that experience as a whole no i don't right i don't miss it so when you guys miss it you miss it for the good things that you associate with it and for some reason i have a limited resource in terms of that right most of first of all i have a bad memory and the second thing is i've truly started living once i moved right so being in control of your own life has started from here so i don't know what life would be like in india because i couldn't make my own decisions in india that is why this is this experience has been different for the both of us like yeah i mean you guys make fun of me when you say that oh i have to be back home by 8:30 or whatever right um but yeah i mean that sense of freedom actually uh sort of had an impact on me as well uh, i know initially i went berserk with it but then over time i tend to realize the importance of it and i kind of started enjoying it as well and that's probably why i feel a lot more comfortable here yes like you you know i didn't have decisions made for me i could make my own choices um i could go around do whatever i wanted i mean like to the extent i can uh but you know that that sort of made a a world of a difference for me as, as well i should say right and to sort of and that's why i i can't compare between people who actually say oh i really miss india so i i don't know what that feeling is like right i don't know what their feeling is like so i don't know if i if it's the same miss that i feel but they are you know when they say they really miss it it's so much larger it, it it's almost like oh it's painful to stay away and i am nowhere close to that matcha that's the thing though see uh when when i came over here right i didn't come with a sense of expectation i didn't expect to find home over here um so for me it was like a blank slate i just came with the enthusiasm of uh, having some amount of personal freedom and also exploring something new say you know the university life or whatever uh and i came as a blank slate so to say uh but then you know once i got here uh, i started forming my own vision and my own way of living uh, over here and and you know it's 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 been that way like even when i moved from say california to north carolina i didn't see california in north carolina i kind of knew that it's going to be completely different so i just you know i came with i didn't come with any expectations i should say right before uh, guys so before uh, i uh, before we end this section uh, wanted to ask you guys one last question i think if there's any students listening they'd like to know from what i've heard i know the teaching styles at least in classrooms in the universities there and the universities here like there's a huge gap so if you guys can maybe share the difference in the way things are handled in a classroom in your college in the us and how it was here if you guys can maybe speak about that okay so uh, in terms of my um, grad school experience i was um, i took on like research as part of my this thing work uh, it wasn't a case where it mine was like a um, coursework based degree so for me i had to like turn in a thesis in order to be able to get my degree and 
um the thing with research here and at least in terms of the difference i saw was to some extent it was a case of where it's not like you're told what to do um instead it was more of a discussion about um how this works and yeah like sure research in india as well uh, and i was working with the rajya premier institute in india as well right and so there i the standards were pretty similar but i'm not sure if the same thing is true of um like a tier 2 or a tier 3 research institute in india as well where it's more a case of where you're just given orders and you're asked to like follow it um which is something that i found very different here where um you know you're it was more of a healthy discussion and your professor might sort of know the answer beforehand but he's not just going to like serve it to you on a plate like he or she rather um and there was some degree of like mentorship that went in which is something that i um really appreciated um and just like the uh like people i mean the, my professor at least so maybe i shouldn't generalize i can just talk about my professor um like people management skills were very different like the the way you approach people uh, and how do you manage a project and things like that um that is something that i learned a lot and something that he made sure to imbibe in a lot of his students as well uh, how do you manage your time how do you manage um getting quality work done and things like that um and also like just keeping an eye out on like the forefront of your research space um understanding you know what are other people doing um how am what how is what i am doing different from that um and not like just working in your own silo being like oh okay i'm just chasing this problem um which is something that i like in undergrad i was doing some degree of like work i wouldn't call it i looking back i wouldn't necessarily call it research work but uh, it was it was more of like in in a silo but and so that was um a little different and in terms of like the courses that i took um yeah like the the people who are instructing you on that course are people who are extremely knowledgeable about that area and um and even despite that there are situations where they might not know the answer to something but they do make it a point to um you know try and find the answer or help you find the answer yourself um and that's something that i really appreciated it, it, it was a safe environment that way where there's no prejudice there's no judging that oh you don't even know this like like putting you down for not knowing something did not exist um you can ask the most stupidest of questions and not be laughed at um you wouldn't be laughed at by a professor and hopefully you wouldn't be laughed at by your peer group as well um so that was something that uh, that was really cool and and i think that's sort of what nurtures learning in itself right yeah so for me uh because you know my perspective was a little different because i you know i really didn't take to the indian education system and i think there's a huge gap and i have a lot to say but i'm going to just like speak about a few of those points right the first thing is learning from peers for some reason in india it was almost like i'm right you're wrong it's solid there's never a mindset of we both could be right and one of the things that i attribute to it are the fact that we tend to make grades public which i have a serious issue with 
I think it sort sort of sets a precedence, right? It's sort of like okay, there's a tier system here. There's a hierarchy, and because of that, people don't learn from their peers. They're constantly saying, "No, I know it all. You don't know shit," uh, which I don't see happen here as often. And and especially when you're working with in teams, right? It's it's something the kids here have seen so much of, and they do it so effectively. Like that was one of my biggest learnings to work as a team because in India you had like one project in the four years that you had to work work as a team, and even those weren't like a concrete project. They have so many opportunities here to work as a team. It's it's unbelievable how much you can learn from the people around you because that's when you begin to say, oh, your opinions I respect. That's when you respect them as a as a person as people around you. and i feel like this can actually change so much of india if we can stop making grades like a like a public thing right like you yeah you want your grades we'll give it to you in in a special system that only you can see if you want to talk about it yeah feel free but if we try and do that i just think it makes our society so much more open to newer ideas and it sort of acts as a big leveler according to me which we desperately need in the edu- indian education system Yeah Ganpa I actually agree with you and in fact to illustrate that and to drive the point home I should say that um, you know I know of a person who um who has a high school degree but uh is working an engineering job solely because of the experience he's had over the years working on hands on um I should say um hands on engineering stuff and that experience is what has got him the position it's not uh the the aspect of having a degree that made the difference and that's the thing though i mean it's it it you know in the, in a sense in a sense i should say i i can't um you know i can't say i can't tell it as a sweeping statement in a way it is sort of a land of the free because everybody has the opportunity to be what they want to be and this uh, in fact was a brit right and the brit was telling me that at his home he couldn't have done that because they value say an engineering degree from cambridge or or oxford and they don't think a technician uh, can end up becoming a manager or an engineering manager of some sort and that's why you know that that sense of hierarchy is sort of uh, broken away and it's what you are and how skillful you are and how quick a learner you are uh, that makes the difference out here i think I think just to add to Sachin's point right like there's also the aspect that yeah you know most people uh outside like they they're doing things that they're passionate about they're chasing things that they want to chase it's not living someone else's dream or bringing somebody else's like a uh, dream to fruition um it's about their own struggle and their own story that they want to make so I think that sort of causes you to put in that extra hours or that extra effort to make sure that make sure that you excel and at some point those those uh, you know you see the fruits of those lab, that labor essentially and yeah and on that note we come to the end of part 1 of this conversation tune in for part 2 where we discuss the process of finding a job and building a future thank you so much for joining us take care keep it simple bye bye bye